0: Our dog cast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7, and he's Rusty Mansell of Dogs 24-7. And this is a big one. This is an emergency one. Georgia has gotten its hands on Eric Gilbert. Eric Gilbert is, is on Georgia's campus. Uh, our man Rusty broke that earlier today. Uh, you know, and, and it's huge. This is this is massive because this is a five-star prospect out of the peach day that initially got away and now he's going to be wearing red and black. And, uh, Rusty, you're really familiar with this guy. You've known his kid for a long time. You've covered him. You know what he's capable of. Just your first impression upon this actually happening for Georgia whenever things were have taken seemingly so many different turns over the past few months.
1: Yeah, I go back and think about this one. I've covered this one. I was there, Kirby Smart's first camp and it was the first time I saw Eric Gilbert. He was an eighth grader. At, he was uh, going into Woodward Academy, and, um, you know, he was uh, obviously a big kid then, probably 6'3", three, in, end athlete kid, and Georgia offered him immediately. Alabama, he went to Alabama the next day. I think Alabama offered him. So, he took off from there, and, um, you know, just talking to him the other night, I haven't talked to Eric Gilbert in probably a year and a half minimum. And just talking to him, I could hear it in his voice, you know, coming home was such a big deal. He's got a little sister, you know, you see it in that picture on the story, his little sister is someone that they're extremely close. And, um, you know, when you're what, you know, he was eight hours away, seven hours away, whatever his mom said, um, you know, in, in a, in, a very, very tight family. And, uh, you know, he was very complimentary by LSU. You know, he said his time there was good. And, you know, the fan support and everything. He thanked everybody in that story, but, you know, he wanted to come home and he wanted to play closer to home and uh, ultimately ended up at Georgia. And it, he was that one guy, you know, Georgia loses play like they lost Will Anderson, who potentially could be the number one pick in two years, you know, from, from Dutchtown to Alabama, who's a freakazoid, very good football player. But Eric Gilbert was that one that everybody would ask me about, like, how did he get out? How did he leave? You know, how did Georgia lose him? You know, and he just, people understood and people saw him and knew how special he was. And, uh, you saw the breakdown I did with huddle, uh, you know, put that in the story as well, a couple of years ago. And, you know, my thoughts hadn't changed. He just, he's a dynamic, big body receiver. Um, and I thought it was really, um, you know, pretty interesting. He said to, Hey, that I'm coming to Georgia. You know, as a wide receiver, as a wide receiver, and um, like you said, man, that that's going to fill a very big boy uh, void. And you know, you saw the quote about him and Darnell Washington together, and he said, you know, hey, let's put these two guys on the field and see if y'all can cover us. And he's excited to be there, but you know, his mom's excited for him to be there and, and be close. I love the quote. You don't you don't feel that quote until you hear her say that, but. You know, ask her. I said, "What's your thoughts now? Your son's heading to Athens." She said, "Look, I'm going to drop him off, and I'm driving back home to go to work. I'm not going to sit here eight hours have to worry about driving him down the interstate. I'm going right back to Marietta, and I'm going to finish up my teaching. You know, close out for the summer." And she was excited about that. You know, she told me, <laughs> she said she had to get her oil changed because she had nearly three hundred thousand miles on her car. And I said, "Yeah, get your oil changed. Probably a good idea." But she was excited. Uh, Eric was excited. I think the Georgia Bulldog fans are excited. Uh, you know, th- these mean a little bit more. You know, these kids. I was excited for him. It didn't matter where he went because I just wanted Eric Gilbert to get to where I think he's supposed to be, and that's Sunday football and, and be able to watch him on, on you know on that level. And you know, this stop at Georgia, man. He he is he is needed, and that was a big big answer by Kirby Smart and his staff.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Rusty, I look at it, and, you know, you talked about how people would come to you and they would say, how did Eric Gilbert get away? Well, this was one of those where, you know, obviously I get some of the same questions. I'm, I'm not even anywhere near as tied in in recruiting as, as you and Kip are, but, you know, folks know that you know, I covered Georgia and, and, you know, the folks who cover recruiting, they, they want to know what I know, which is not all that much most of the time. But I just kept going to the fact that, man, look at what LSU did. The year before recruiting Eric Gilbert, I mean it was it was incredible, and you know he you you this is why I think the the one time transfer thing is is very valuable is because you know he went into a situation where you know I'm not saying that that LSU misled him at all they did not I know they did it but that's what they planned on doing and and he kind of saw an opportunity to kind of join a passing game like that and to get into something really special. And it didn't quite go like you thought it was going to go. It didn't quite go like LSU thought it was going to go. And that's when, you know, you kind of get the feeling that, okay, maybe being eight hours away from home to not quite be in the situation I thought I was going to be is not where you want to be. And so that's why you come back to Athens. And, you know, I I think that that's a, you know, that they did a really good job recruiting him. I, I know whenever he hit the portal, Everybody was talking about Georgia. I had the feeling that Alabama was going to be in it. Then he commits to Florida, and then he decommits from Florida. Again, with Florida, you couldn't have blamed him. Kyle Pitts, look what just happened. But it was going to be a little bit of a different situation with the quarterback there, with with Kyle Trask also moving on and uh, a lot of turnover on that offense. And then he ends up back in Athens. And I think the big one here, Rusty, is, is the kind of the link you have to kind of pin together here. And it's the loss of George Pickens for at least part of the season and adding Eric Gilbert, a guy that that has that has put together a really good SEC season. He's coming in as a wide receiver. Uh, you get a bigger, stronger version of a 50-50 ball guy, that element of the offense that of George Pickens. I mean, obviously, George Pickens can probably do some things Eric Gilbert can do. Gilbert can do some things that George Pickens can't do. But you bring that 50-50 element outside with a guy like Pickens – I'm sorry, with a guy like Gilbert and that, that physical element. Did, I mean, do you see that as kind of an offset in that particular role or, or is this something different?
1: No, this is that guy. I mean, Georgia needed a big body athletic guy. And the day George Pickens towards ACA, I I maintain, I don't know where, and I may be way off, but I can't see it. I I can't see him ever playing again at Georgia. Uh, Doesn't say anything bad about him. I mean, this guy's ready to go to the NFL and, um you know he'll be getting some some training in and get his knee right and who knows he may come back and play I would be surprised but I'll tell you this if I would have told Kirby Smart a couple of days after Pickens towards ACL that hey you're going to end up with Eric Gilbert that is a I mean that's a smile on your face like that's you know you're replacing a big body athlete with a big body athlete now um, you know, Eric, I think's down, I think he's pushing 240, 235, 240, but, um, you know, he's down a little bit, wants to be a little bit more twitchy and to get his weight a little more. I, I think he'll be, I think he'll play 240, 245, you know, and man, Jake, you got a lot. you got a long way to go through the summer, but I'm excited to read some of the stuff you're going to do with him. And, and I think when you look at Travis Kelsey, Yes, he's a tight end, but the guy lines up off the ball, off the line of scrimmage so much, spread out. You look at guys like that, and, and this is what this guy is, and you know, people are gonna ask, you know, you know, Brock Bowers and Darnell, that's the to me, it's like the best case scenario because those guys are gonna be single covered now. No question. Uh Jermaine Burton, you know, all these guys are gonna have to be respected and covered across across the board. And, you know, I think I kind of stirred the board up a little bit the other day. And, I, you know, sometimes I, I'll get in there and probably have a little knee-jerk reaction. But, listen, Eric Gilbert may not start the very first snap of the Clemson game. But let me tell you something. Eric Gilbert is going to play as much as anybody in that Clemson game, barring something crazy coming on. Um, you know, this kid is ultra-talented. He's a problem. He's a mismatch. And this guy, you know, JT Daniels, JT Daniels is standing around going, man, the football gods have shined on me. You know, I got to take advantage of this. And, you know, what was what's presumed to, to be a, a a big negative with George Pickens going down, um, this Eric Gilbert answer and the transfer portal was was massive. I can't say it enough. I mean, this kid is this kid is, is, is different. I'm telling you now he is he's twitchy, and uh, Georgia fans are going to they're going to love this one.
0: I mean, it's the potential here. And listen, I I it's not really a comparison, but he gives you Kyle Pitts type of potential. I mean, and if you know there are Florida fans out there who want to laugh at me for saying that, what do you think your coach told him whenever they were recruiting him to get his commitment? They they told him to Kyle Pitts. Okay. So um, you know, I think that that's the kind of potential you have there. And then when you've got Russ, when you got a pocket passer, when you got a guy that's gonna stand in there and get rushed and and have to deliver the football from the pocket. Having a big receiver like that is so big because he's easy to find. If if you if you work through first and second progression, you need to go back across your progressions. I mean, all that stuff, it's easier to find the big dudes. And now Georgia's got a lot of them. Let's take a quick break here and and then afterward I, I kind of want to talk real quick on the on the other side about kind of how this impacts Georgia's offense as a whole. conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai
1: santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
0: all right rusty we only have a few minutes left we we don't run these emergency podcasts long 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 but uh when you look at the office you've touched on this a little bit jermaine burton caris jackson proven commodities okay arian smith speed uh, you've got those tight ends that are really talented, real big guys. John Fitzpatrick, uh, Darnell Washington, uh, Brock Bowers, who who you know folks have kind of gushed about. Uh, we haven't even mentioned A. D. Mitchell's name on this podcast. I'm so glad I said A. D. instead of trying to pronounce his first name. And now you add Eric Gilbert to that. Overall, not just the passing game, but the offense as a whole. If you had to put one word on it, what do you what does this make Georgia's offense more like? more explosive, more uh, versatile, How? What, what word would you put on it?
1: Worrisome, and I'm talking from the defensive side of the ball because now you put this guy in there, and I've said this about Alabama. Um, you know, Alabama did things to Georgia in 2019, and they did things to Georgia last year where – Georgia had three or four of the five receivers covered, but they knew they had a mismatch on on one particular guy. And, you know, we've talked about it enough. I mean, Jalen Waddell was too much for, for you know for Tyreek to up for um for, for Georgia to cover with that nickel. And they were putting Mark Webb into the game. Well, they couldn't get Mark Webb in to the substitution on a couple of third downs in that 2019 game and guess what he scored twice so with Georgia now you put these guys into a situation where Jake you basically got to go five for five you got to cover Jermaine Burton you got to cover A.D. Mitchell I'm still saying A.D. yes you got to cover you know uh, Adrian, uh, Arian Smith, who, oh, by the way, ran a 10 hundred. You got to cover Darnell Washington. You got to cover Brock Bowers. You got to cover now Eric Gilbert. You got to cover Demetrius Robertson, who can hurt you over the top. So, you know, they got a lot of these guys. This, this just makes you more, for Georgia's sake, complete is that word. But for teams facing them, worrisome because now you got to match up across the board. In a good team, an Alabama, a Clemson, Ohio State, an elite offensive team, which Georgia's hoping to be this year, an elite offensive team hurts you every series. Florida would do it last year, too. I mean, you know, let's be, let's just be real about it. When they found out that Georgia couldn't cover Kadarius Toney on the wheel route, they, it didn't matter who it was. They kept coming to it. And um, you don't have to be, you know, out X and O, when you got a Jimmy and a Joe, and they can't cover it, so then you have Kyle Pitts, even though he got hurt. Uh, you know, you know those types of things right there. So it's all about athletes in these big games. So if you're Clemson, you're thinking we better be five for five because we've got to cover these guys across the board now. And JT Daniels has just picked up another major major weapon.
0: Yeah, you you kind of hit on something that that I a word I kind of had in my head, which is a headache it makes George's offense much more of a headache, even with the run game. I mean, if you're if you're talking about, you know, trying to run the ball to the boundary and you want to motion, you know, Eric Gilbert in kind of tight to a bunch formation, you've got a 6'5", 240-pound uh, receiver blocking a 6-foot, a, a 185, 190-pound cornerback now. You've got that mismatch. You're going to be able to run to the edge. Uh, you know, you've got all these different ways that you can get a guy the ball, the back shoulder fade. If you cover everything else perfectly and they just want to go one-on-one to Eric Gilbert on the back shoulder fade or Jermaine Burton, you've got that. Um, Like you said, you've got to go five for five. And and that takes a lot of mental gymnastics um, post-snap, pre-snap. That
1: that puts a ton of pressure on you because here's the thing. Can we blitz? You know, can we leave our guys in one-on-one? And knowing that, hey, we got to put a backer on this guy if he comes out of the backfield, uh, you know, it just puts so much pressure on you. And that's why these offenses are so good now, uh, these elite offenses, these elite offenses who have a guy that can get the ball out, get the ball the right guy. It's an offensive game, Jake, and, and you're right. It's a headache. It's something that every single play you got an account for. And I'll say this, I've said it and I'll say it all summer. You got to have an offense that scores 40. If you wanna, if you wanna have confetti in the last college football game of the year fall on your team, you better be able to drop 40, 45 on anybody because that's what it takes to win a national championship. And this right here is a piece that potentially could give Georgia that big edge they, they were missing after losing George Pickens.
0: And we'll see if there's more to come because uh, you know, Georgia's still involved with some transportal. Of transfer portal situations. There's we're, we just entered Rusty a massive month of recruiting, and God knows what we're gonna have to talk about as far as that goes. So, don't hang up on us, folks. Stick with us over at Dogs Twenty Four Seven. We're gonna have plenty to talk about here in the coming days, in the coming weeks, in the coming months. But for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs Twenty Four Seven. He's Rusty Mansell from the same place. And you guys, take it easy.